Welcome, everybody. This is Pastor Blair Blakesley. I'm here to Blair the good news of Jesus around the world. I'm glad you're with us, uh, with me tonight, and uh, unless you're watching this during the day, but uh, just glad that you're on board, and, and my prayer and desire is that you, boy, when you listen to the podcast or watch the YouTube channel, that uh, you're inspired for the Lord. I just want to say thank you uh, for a couple of people that came up to me uh, last week and just said, hey, I, I just want you to know I'm listening to your podcast and I look forward to hearing them every week. And that means a lot to me. I don't I don't want to just do a podcast so I can say, hey, I, I, I do a podcast because to me, that's that's not impressive. I want to I want to be able to say, hey, I'm, I'm doing a podcast and God's using it to touch people's lives, because if lives aren't being impacted or inspired or challenged in some way, then, then this is a failure, a failure of an event. All right. So listen, if you're if you're being inspired, then I if I could just encourage you to you know subscribe to my YouTube channel and then share it with somebody. Because my goal is to impact people's lives. And if you can help me do that, that would be awesome. All right. Well, just uh, that's the thank you I wanted to give. And we want to uh, jump into today's challenge. Today's challenge is we're going through this devotional, 40-day devotional challenge that God inspired me to write. We're on chapter 14 this week. And, and that chapter is to, as I titled it, touch the heart of a widow or of an orphan or, or of a, a child who doesn't have a parent or doesn't have a mother or father figure. So that's the challenge for this week. And I want to read first into James chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, and then we'll get started. So here we go. James chapter 1, verses 26. It says, and God's inspiring uh, James uh, to write this. He says, uh, God says, those who consider themselves religious. All right, so I want you to think about that. But who in the world would think that they're religious? Like, oh, I'm a really religious person. Like, like I was thinking, boy, if someone's goes to church every Sunday and Sunday night and Wednesday. Like I'm I'm a really religious person because I go to church every time that door is open. Or I'm a really religious person because I read my Bible or at least I have my Bible by my by my uh, bed on my nightstand. Or hey I I look at my my Bible app every day and read a devotional. Or I've memorized so many verses this year. And, and maybe the religious person would say, I tithe 10% or I tithe, I'm better than the 10 percenter because I'm tithing 11%. Like, wow. Okay. And now listen, if you're doing these things, then that's great. That's awesome. But here's the problem in the book of James with the people that are there. God's not impressed because something else is happening, happening beside all these religious things. God says this. Um, those who consider themselves religious, but they have this problem. They can't keep a tight rein on their tongue. In other words, they can't keep themselves from saying things that aren't very nice. I wrote down, uh, in fact, it says this, um, they can't keep a tight rein on their tongues and they end up deceiving themselves, thinking that they're religious, but they're not. In fact, God says this, their religion is worthless. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that would be like, to me, I need a wake-up call here or something. Somebody help me so that I'm not stuck in this rut. So 
I was trying to think of different things that, that maybe people would do when they're not controlling their tongue. And the first thing I wrote down was they're gossiping. Uh, people who like to gossip and tell, like, hey, come here, I want to tell you something about what so-and-so did. And, and you got to hear this. And they just like to, to talk about other people and their faults. Like, like I don't have any faults. So I, I'm justified to tell you about the faults of other people and this little gossip thing that goes on. When I was in high school, I went out to, for FFA, Future Farmers of America. And there was a, a core, core of us that hung around and, and uh, in our little group thing. And, and so, you know, let's say there's four of us that hung around. If one of the four was not there, I, what happened was uh, us three that were together would talk about the fourth person who's not there. And we would say things like that were, you know, odd about them or something stupid that they did, or I mean, it would never be anything like encouraging. And then if that fourth person was in the group, but one of the other four weren't there, then us three would talk about that person and say some weird things about them or odd things and, and whatever. And, and I, I, to be honest with you, I got to be like arrogant about this whole thing arrogant or prideful or vain as if to be thinking that when I'm not with the four and the other three are together they're not talking about me because I'm just such a nice person I'm just like a nice person to be around and, and in reality listen they were talking about me because I'm not perfect and I guess to be honest with you if people really wanted to to gossip about me just hey just follow me around you're going to find out stupid things that I do and uh, don't mean to do it, but I just do things sometimes that people could roll their eyes if they were arrogant and, and prideful like I, I was. And so, so yeah, the gossiping, that's just a, just a bad rut to get into and, and shame on me for thinking that how, how wonderful I was. Uh, second thing that I wrote down that the people do when they can't control their tongues, they become judgmental of others and they're quick to confront people on a sin that they're doing. And, uh, and so they, well, I'll just give an example. When I was my first year of college, I went to a Christian college. My first year of college, it was right after I recommitted my life to Christ. I have a, a fresh and renewed faith in Jesus and I'm there. All right. And I want, I want to be a, a role model. I want to be a, a faithful follower of Christ. I just remember this one day I'm, uh, in the cafeteria down in the basement was the mail. So when, when our mail came in, we could check our little mailbox, open it up, reach in there and grab our stuff or whatever. I just remember being down there the one day and this one kid that was just, you know, a few feet away from me was talking to his buddy. And the one of them just like outright swore like he said a, a bad word and and it just triggered me and I wasn't thinking and I go hey watch your mouth I mean I was just so judgmental I wasn't nice about it I was letting him know that he was an evil person and who who was he to talk like that while I'm while I'm just being the the righteous person over here that would not swear and or whatever so and and, and afterwards, I realized that, wow, I shouldn't have 
you know, that was harsh and it, it caught me off guard, but I, I said it, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have been judgmental and it didn't help him at all. It didn't inspire him. He wasn't like, wow, you really touched my heart in a loving manner. I want to be just like you. I mean, re really? No, it's not at all. I mean, in fact, he became like upset. Well, that, don't be judgmental with me. Don't, don't be pointing your nose down at me. And so I just ticked him off. So he told his buddies like what, what I did. And so now they're, they're being, they're antagonizing me now. Well, there, there, I just made a bunch of friends, you know, what a great witness testimony that was. So, and, and it was a long period of time after I went, to, I did go back to the person and said, listen, I got him one-on-one. -on -one. I said, listen, I handled that situation totally wrong. And I want to apologize for it. Well, he acted like, oh, I don't remember that. Well, he, he remembered, but, but at least I got my apology out. But it taught me a lesson. Don't be judgmental with your words. Don't look down on people. We're all sinners. We all need love. We need confrontation. Sometimes we do need to be confronted on something, but do it in a loving manner for crying out loud. But anyways, that's, that's the second thing I wrote down. And the third example I wrote down, which is anger. Sometimes when people... They don't control their tongue. They don't control their mouth. It comes out when they're angry. They're angry at someone and they say things that belittle people, um, belittle their spouse, belittle their kids and belittle their, their employees or whatever. And they're just, they're harsh and it, and it tears people down. It makes them feel less than a person. So those are just examples. And God, God is concerned about this because he wants our religion or our faith to be real. So he's not, I mean, he, he loves it when we're, we're in the scriptures. He loves it when we're in church and he loves us when we're given our 10% tithe or 11 or whatever percent you give. Um, he likes it when we memorize the scriptures because he wants us to memorize scripture, but, but he's not impressed with it. If we're not putting our faith and religion into practice. And this is what the rest of James 1, verses 26 and 27 says. This is what God, this is what captures the heart of God right here. Religion or a faith that God, our Father, accepts, you know, accepts it as being pure and faultless is this. This is it. To look after orphans and widows in their distress that's impressive to God. Listen, Blair, I don't want to hear about all this wonderful Bible stuff that you do. I don't want to hear about your wonderful podcast. I want to know, Blair, are you helping those who are in distress, like the widow and the kids who don't have a mother or father figure? Are those, are those people important to you? Are you loving on them? Or are you reaching out to them? Because that's, that means so much to me. And I'm like, I mean, that's a challenge to me. I, and I want to be a challenge to you that, hey, I want to, I want to, I want to get this focus, this pride and arrogance out of my life so that I can focus on what God really wants me to. Uh, I remember when we were little kids, we had this dog. We just bought this dog. My parents bought it for us kids. There's four of us, Kevin, Christy, Blaine, and Blair. and. Uh, 
you know, we loved the new dog, excited, puppy, but it wasn't potty trained. And my dad would set out newspapers at night, hoping that he wouldn't poop on the floor or, or even on, he didn't want him messing on the, the newspaper. He wanted him to hold it till morning so we can let him outside. Boy, every morning we'd come down and there the dog, would, you know, have, have his doo-doo on the newspaper. And then my dad would take, take the dog and put his nose down by the, by his doo-doo and you know rubbed it around in there like he's an identity you know like yelling at the dog and and wanted to get to the idea that hey i don't think i'm supposed to be doing this i think i'm going to hold this so i can go outside and so this went on for quite a while well in the meantime my mom was getting frustrated because she would go to use the the bathroom and she'd go in there and somebody would use it and go number two, and they didn't flush the toilet. And so she confronted us. He's all right, which one of you kids didn't flush the toilet when you were done? Well, you know, oh, not me, not me. And so she, you know, well, make sure you flush the toilet. I'm tired of coming in here, blah, 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 blah. So this went on next time, same thing. She goes in there, nobody flushed the toilet when they were done. She yelled at us again. And this went on for, you know, a few weeks. And finally, one day she just says, all right, that's it. The next time I come in here and someone didn't flush the toilet, if I find out who it is, I'm going to treat them like the dog. And I'm going to take their head. I'm going to put their head down inside the toilet and, and let them see that this is what they forgot to, to flush. So we're like, whoa. So one particular day, we're all upstairs in our bedrooms. Us kids are in our, our bedrooms. And my mom's in her bedroom. She's, her and dad are getting ready to go someplace. And Kevin my oldest brother comes out of his out of the bath or out of his bedroom goes down the hall which is just like eight feet away uses the restroom you know we could hear him in there <clears throat> i mean we heard him go in there because there's the accordion door that when you close it it kind of like comes unfolded and then when he was done folded it back up you could just hear it on the rail going back forth and so and then he goes in his bedroom then then my mom you know she's going to use the restroom because she's getting ready to go someplace she wants to go to the bathroom and sure enough you know, Kevin didn't flush the toilet and she is mad all right who was just in here and didn't flush the toilet well Wayne and I my, my twin brother we were just so happy to share with her that Kevin forgot to flush the toilet and so we we uh, Kevin was just in there you know here we are being the self-righteous people that we are and Kevin was just in there and boom, boom. So she's like, Kevin, get in here right now. So sure enough, she, you know, took his head and, and stuck it just down inside the toilet. Like, you see that? That's what you're supposed to flush when you're done going to the bathroom. Now flush the toilet. So he's like, you know, flushes the toilet and he's mad and he stomps into his bedroom and Blaine and I were just in there laughing so hard, you know, because it was him and not us. You know, if we could just stop for a second and just say, hey, what, what, am I, what am I losing focus of? Has my pride and arrogance become so, so intense that God is going, listen, I need to get your attention. Do you see the pride and arrogance in your life? I want you to get rid of it and let me help you get rid of your pride and your arrogance so that you can get your focus on those who are in distress, the widows and the, and the children who have lost a parent or parents 
and they need someone to come alongside them and love them and do something with them. That's my challenge. And this is, this is real. This is real stuff. There are people hurting, 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 who've lost a husband or, or, or a wife, some spouse, and, and they're begging for someone to come and spend time with them. Or the orphan or the, or the child without a mother figure or father figure or both who are just looking for someone to say, I, I want to hang out with you today. So that's my challenge. My challenge is that you would say, okay, God, show me a widow, someone that is home alone that I can reach out to. I can call them on the phone. I could go visit them. I can send them a card and take them for a ride or whatever. And the same with God, show me the, maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a teenager. Maybe it's a, a young kid that you want me to reach out to and just love on to take them someplace to an event, something fun, uh, a church, Sunday school, a youth event, something, uh, something that they would enjoy, find out something that they like and then go do it with them. And they would probably not even care what you did because they would love so much to have that attention from you to just love on them and treat them as if they're valuable and important because they are valuable and important. So, hey, that's my challenge. And as, as always, then let me know what you did. You don't have to tell any of you. Just say, hey, I, I contacted a widow or I took a, a, my neighbor kid out or whatever, something. Just, I'd love to hear it. So, so jump on board and let's do this, do it together. I'm going to share something next week or maybe I'll just share it on YouTube. Um, I'll type it in there or whatever. You can read it or maybe I'll do both. But thank you so much. Just for thank you coming on board here and look forward to connecting with you again. Look forward to hearing from you. I love you. Jesus loves you even more. Let's, uh, let's spread the good news to those around us. All right, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.